LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are going to continue our discussion of helping the smaller church context. And again, we, we don't use that word smaller as a, as a negative or derogatory comment. We're just trying to allude to the fact that we're talking about churches of about 200, 250 and less yeah. because there are some specific contextual issues they have. But I want to be honest with you. I think these issues are had in every church context, but we definitely want to help out uh, in that, that 250 or smaller size. But we want to start out today talking about our replicate cohort. Uh, we, we've launched the cohort. Well, I'm sorry, we're going to be launching the cohort in January 2019. You can find out more about it at replicate.org slash cohort. But if you've been looking for a leader who has, and a team who has invested in making disciples in the local church in multiple church contexts with multiple decades of experience amongst the team, you have, uh, you've got to check out the cohort because this is a place where you'll hear um, some training and teaching from Pastor Robbie. You'll be doing some things kind of like what we're doing on the podcast, but obviously on on a lot more advanced and a lot more content. And then we will take that in these smaller networking groups, connecting you together and giving you personal insight in your smaller network of individuals to say, how do I implement this? How do we do this? Yeah. Here's what's cool about this, Chris. People who listen to our podcast probably listen uh, weekly and have tons of questions because the more you think about and the more you do in the era of discipleship, you have more questions than you started with. Would it be neat to be able to ask those questions Mm. every single month to me personally and to a coach who's been assigned to right. you in the area of your of your section right. of ministry and be able to coach you every month. I, mean, and, I just and maybe think, even better the other ten to fifteen leaders that are in your same context. I mean, sometimes true. your answer is true. not going to come from someone uh, for, from us in terms of our experience. We can say what we say, but ultimately there's that guy, that gal who's in that ministry area that you're in, in that context, and maybe they're a little further down the road and they can give you that insight to help you out. And you can give insight to them and help them out. So it's a great collaborative effort. It's a it's a uh, opportunity coming up, replicate.org slash cohort. So let's jump right back in. We ended our last podcast talking about discipling the deacons. Oh, you, wow. you covered topics on how to help a church implement discipleship that is in this smaller church context that might be getting some resistance from the people, resistance from the staff, and uh, maybe resistance from the deacons. I mean, I've never heard of a deacon uh, resisting anything. No, I mean, I, me I neither. I mean, they've always been supportive and <laughs> pastor, whatever you want to do. I mean, it seems like it's a God thing. <laughs> Sorry, we love our deacons. Now, at Long Hollow, we have great deacons. I'll just tell you right now. That is not the case. We can thank the former uh, team. Probably most churches, deacons are great. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. But the reality is you're going to have some people, people, deacons are people just like anybody. And uh, people are resistant to change. One of the things I love about uh, the pastor who was here before me, uh, David Landreth, he used to say to the congregation and he would make them repeat it like two or three times. Say it with me. Change is 
good. Chris, say it. Change, Change is good. good. You see, and so, and so the reality is in order to grow, there has to be change. Right. And uh, that's kind of been permeated through through the minds of the people here. But here's what I would say, just kind of for those who missed last week. Uh, my first church was 65 people. They took a chance on a three-year-old Christian who was just removed from 180 to $200 a day heroin and cocaine addiction. They were rolling the dice or they were desperate. Well, they were desperate. <laughs> or, or maybe they had a word from God. They were they, on life. They well, were, you know, who knows? The hope is that these godly deacons we're like, this is what God wants us to do. That's exactly right. Yeah. Is your dad a pastor? No. How long have you been in ministry? Three years. Do you have a seminary degree? No. Uh, you have a history of drug abuse. Yes. Uh, are you, are you, or do you have a, a family history of going to church? Uh, Catholic church. Okay. Wow. Wow. And uh, so there weren't a lot of positives compared to the next, but here's the thing. They took a chance on me. The church was almost on life support. Wow. Okay. And uh, they said, well, let's just bring this guy. In. And, and again, they asked me, what are you going to do the next three to five years, mm. you know, like a lot of churches say in the search process. I said, I don't know the next three or five years because I don't even know your church, but right. I do know this and I know this will work in your church because obviously I didn't create this, but I'm going to come in and preach textual expository messages. Hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to disciple some people. Candy, my wife will disciple some women. Okay. I will disciple the men and we're going to trust the Lord and let the process go on. And so like last time we talked about, you started a group with your staff. Yes. You started a group. Of- Which consisted of, you remember? Uh, it was a full-time administrative assistant and a part-time student pastor. That's all I had. Then you started a group with some key people in the church. Yes. And they all started with Jay. I believe it was Jason, Jody, and... Jesse. Jesse. Triple okay. J. The, the Triple J. Triple J. Uh, and, and so you start with them, and, and that was just a mess. But then you were beginning to talk about how you discipled the deacons. Well, it wasn't a mess, but it started as a mess. It started as a mess. <laughs> Golly. It started as those a mess. Those guys are some of my close friends today, and, and, and really... Those guys allowed me, those guys really shaped what we do today because they were a sounding board and it was a laboratory for disciple making. So I'm indebted to that first group. But before you dive into this deacon question, one, I think everyone out there is thinking one question in their mind. Really? Did you wear a full suit at this church? No, that was what's so cool. Okay. Here's what was the coolest thing. The only, here's one of the things, I forgot to leave this one key point out. Nothing against suits. I love suits. Right. I also love not having to wear one. Yeah, right. Exactly. Nothing against suits, but the reality is it was South Louisiana. No, look, I back up. I did wear a suit, Chris, to start. I did. What am I thinking? It was suit and tie. But I got out of there very quickly. Here's why. So we're going to do another podcast on how to transition from the suit and tie. Well, you go from suit and tie, you go to no tie July, and then you just throw the suit off, the suit jacket off in the middle of a service, and then that's it. And that's, we don't need a podcast. We're good you, to go. We're done. That's it. Okay, but here's, here's the thing. So the reason the church, I think, took a chance on me, I forgot to mention this one small detail. Yes. Tim LaFleur, who's on staff mm-hmm. and part of our Replicate team, and he's on staff here at Long Hollow. Tim yeah. LaFleur was the interim pastor mm. a few years before. Okay. And Tim had just gotten back from Glorietta, New Mexico with me the summer before. And remember, my nickname at seminary, and Tim knew this. Ignorance on fire. Ignorance on fire. That's right. And what does that mean? That means I didn't know a lot about the Lord. But you were passionate about the little you did. You, you, you know it. You've heard this before. Exactly. So they took a chance on me. Now, here's what I did. Disciple the staff, right. the two I had. Then we added another staff, and then we had a group of three and me, which was- And you clarified this last time. I want to clarify it again in case you, uh, the, the previous podcast and I heard. You discipled this staff specifically differently, obviously, because you had uh, female staff members. Yes. And all that. So, so you kind of did a, a macro level, high level 
uh, discipleship, not an actual discipleship group as we've defined it. This is just to get your staff started. So it was just, and you did the same thing at Long Hollow. So it's 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 kind of you know emulate as much as you can, but obviously you can't do the the uh, some of the things we do because of you know the mixed gender mixed gender. But here's reality: we're about to leave here and go into our right. discipleship That's group right. that is mixed, staff, but it's different correct. with the staff. Right. And here's the thing about that group. Um, it doesn't matter how small you have a staff or how large. I would encourage you to disciple the ministerial staff you have because if you get them sold out to the mission and vision of discipleship, right. it's a trickle-down effect in your church. I've interrupted you a hundred times now. Back to the deacons. Back to the deacons. Okay, so here's what I did. I had a deacon body when I started of six deacons. Okay, uh, these were permanent lifetime members. Wow, so, so like Supreme Court justices of the church. True. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Although, yeah, there could be a lot of similarities to that. But anyway, uh, they uh, they were in there and uh, bless their heart. These men, the, you know, these were deacon, and 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 I love these guys. Uh, most of these guys, I love these guys. <laughs> But the reality was a lot of them, like a lot of deacons in many churches today, and that's true. You love them, you just don't love them as much as Jesus loves them. That's true. Okay. They are precious souls for whom Christ died. But the reality is they had never been discipled. Okay. Yeah. So God had called me as the pastor of the church, as a shepherd to, or an under shepherd to the shepherd to lovingly disciple them, Chris, and to be patient with them. Okay. okay. So what happens is when you have guys, some in their 60s, 70s, early 80s, some of these men, they had never seen discipleship before. So what I did was I discipled these guys in the local church okay. once a month. We met once a month in my office. It was like a two and a half hour deacons meeting. Hmm. Okay. You say, what do you mean for deacons that long? Here's what we did. Yeah. An hour and a half, we studied the word. We shared about what was going on in our lives. We had prayer requests. We tried to memorize scripture. Although some of the guys were older, they pushed back. But the reality is we tried. And here's what happened, Chris. By the time I left Emmanuel Baptist two and a half, three years later, those deacons, and we added four more, but those deacons became my closest friends in the church. And if I said, as God led, we're going to go this way, they would follow me. Here's why. Because they knew my heart. Hmm. Here's the problem with most pastors or some pastors in churches. They don't spend time with their people enough, so the people don't know and trust them. I'll give you a farm example. We haven't had a farm example in a while. I, lo I love the farm example. Okay, so I got a, I've got a farm for those who don't know. <laughs> I say it's a farm. It's like six acres of land we bought uh, close to the church. And when I when I got the land, we bought the six acres of land. Now I don't know anything about farming, Chris. You know this. I do I'm know. from New Orleans, Louisiana. I didn't. I wasn't raised on a farm. Uh, although my grandfather had land years before, but I didn't know anything about farming. And so Candy and I got to the land as we were about to build, and she, we looked out, and she said. Um, Who's going to cut all this grass? <laughs> that's when it hits you. I thought, that's a great question I hadn't thought through. So I thought, great. You know what I do? I'll get some farm animals. So what I do is I fence in the farm and I basically decide I'm going to get farm animals to eat the grass. Now, before we go further, it's a great segue. We need to talk about our podcast network our lifeway because we don't want it we just want to hang we want to leave them hanging on the before farm before we find out what happened down on the farm yeah you don't want to lose uh, we want to talk about we are part of the lifeway leadership podcast network as you probably know by now but this week we want to highlight a podcast called new churches q a wow so q a kind of like what we've been doing these last few weeks question and answer um concerning new churches with daniel m ed stetzer and todd atkins so you've got three guys who i don't know how they get through a single conversation 
those guys. But they're all geniuses. So they whatever like they say is pretty. They, when they talk, it's we listen. It's going to be worth your time. So uh, New Churches Podcast, they're going to answer your questions in church planning, uh, multi-site, multi, multiplying leadership, uh, development, and discipleship. So I'm, I'm nice. eager to hear what they have to say about that. It's going to be for church planners, multi-site churches, and established pastors uh, wanting to grow and multiply their church. So check out New Churches Q&A if you get the chance, uh, a fellow podcast uh, from our podcast network. Well, we're excited to say that this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty is brought to you in partnership with the Christian Standard Bible, a Bible translation created to be accurate, readable, and shareable. You can learn more at csbible.com, csbible.com. And we are excited about this, so check it out when you get a chance. Uh, Pastor Robbie uses the CSB. I I use it as well. And our Disciples Bible is a Christian Standard Bible. Um, So you can check that out when you get the chance. But excited about this partnership with csbible.com. I thought a podcast about how the Bible changed the world would be easy and encouraging. I was wrong. Join me as I explore the overlooked, complicated, and surprising ways God's Word is living and effective. Subscribe on iTunes and learn more at livingandeffective.com. Back to the farm. Okay, so here we are. Uh, We're looking at the land. Candy said, what are we going to do? I said, okay, what are we going to do? What we're going to do is we're going to get farm animals. She wasn't too keen on the idea. I said, trust me, babe, as I always do. It's easier to manage the farm animals than to mow the lawn. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. How hard is it to manage farm animals? So I fence in some of the property. Uh, I go out and buy me uh, three uh, Nigerian dwarf goats. I go out and buy two sheep. Uh, I get the animals to the land and I realize that there are coyotes that run around the property at times. And so someone says you need to get a donkey. That's what a donkey does. It'll kick the coyote. So I go out and get a donkey. I go out and get three ducks. Why would you not have Louie, Dewey and Huey? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> so I get the ducks, okay? And uh, I come home from, from, from church one Sunday. The neighbor's dog gets into the property, uh, kills one of the lambs, Lottie Moon. Right. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, not right. They killed Lottie Moon. We, na- oh, we named the animals good. after missionaries good. and Christians. So Lottie Moon. We have Martin Luther. We have Lottie Moon. <laughs> so a dog or a coyote got in and killed Lottie? No, it was actually a, a dog. A dog got in. And the donkey was a defect because so, it didn't protect. <laughs> Your defective donkey did not protect so Lottie I, Moon. No. Like, what kind of donkey is this? Well, it's, it's a non-regenerate donkey, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, so we go out and uh, somebody says, you got to get a dog now. So right. I had to convince Candy we need a great Pyrenees. Then we had to replace the lambs. And then the goats and lambs had babies. So anyway, we've got this farm. Here, here's a couple of things I learned about farm animals. I'll tell you. Number one is this, Chris, which is interesting. Number one, I'll tell you a couple of farm insights. Okay. Did you know that if you have an open gate, on your property. Uh-huh. And I've done this before. When I had the lambs, the yeah. gate got open. Okay. The lambs were right by the gate. Guess what the lambs did? The two lambs came to the open gate. Guess what they did? They ran out of it. No, they did nothing. There's a reason Jesus said, and the Bible says, sheep are dumb. Okay. okay. <laughs> really, believe me. So they stare at the open gate. It's not till the goats figured out the gate was open okay. that the goats walk around the lambs and walk right out the gate. And so I had to go corral the goats back in and the lambs 
follow the goats immediately. So they won't go out the open gate unless the goat does. Then they're going to follow the goat out the gate. Yeah, and there's a lot of biblical insight there. I was, okay. was going to say, yeah. You can figure cool. it out later. Let me give you another one. Do you know a sheep's body is filled with 60 to 70% water? <laughs> Who knew? I did not Who knew? It's a lot of water. <laughs> Who knew? Fun facts for the Replicate podcast. Okay, here's the thing. If a lamb eats too much and flips over on its back, just search this on YouTube. You could... <laughs> The lamb, it, the lamb's legs, they don't bend like like our arms wow. and stuff. You didn't know okay. that. They can't get back up. Okay. They just kick those little limbs. So they're just laying there with their legs in the air. Just kicking limbs all day long. It takes the shepherd, watch this, to come over and put the animal right side up. Okay. Oh, but here's the last point I want to make, and this is going to deal with our podcast and, and our point right now. Pastors, you need to get this shepherds when 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 candy says you're like a shepherd i've got a staff i go down when you have animals if you'd say i'm a shepherd when i go down to the animals chris and i spend time with the animals when i come back into the house candy knows when i went to the farm or when i didn't go to the farm how do you think she knows uh you're on schedule no okay i smell like sheep Uh, okay (laughs) you smell like the animals i smell like the animals here's the thing pastors shepherds smell like sheep Mm. you you have been called to a task to pastor and shepherd a congregation of people. And if you don't spend time among your people and smell like the sheep, I would question if you're really pastoring your people. And that's the thing I did with these deacons. And that's the thing I did with our people. And that's the thing I did with our staff. I was among the people. I live with them. I hung out with them. I shared prayer requests. I live like, it wasn't Robbie Gallaty who steps on stage and talks this way. And then I get up and say, ladies and gentlemen, open your Bibles to second Timothy chapter two. And and this is a pet peeve of mine, as you can see. And then the moment I finish, let's say amen. And then I get back and say, hey, good to see you guys today. And they're like, who who is that guy? That's not what I'm saying. I have seen that happen before, by the way. I know I have too. The preaching sadly, voice. We know the transformative people. preaching voice. Yeah, it's like who is this guy? It's like it's what like just be you, right just be you, right? Nobody can be you, be you. But anyway, so so the reality is they knew. And here's what happened: a lot of the church division that started off early on. You got to, you got to, we got to do a podcast on the time the guy in my church older gentleman senior saint for whom christ died and we love but he he passed out this booklet that he printed out and the title of the he he, he said this about discipleship because he never heard about it. 12 reasons your church is purpose driven and going to hell handed this out in my sunday school classes okay. oh yeah we got to come back to that i'm welcome, telling you welcome to class yeah and he and he was saying that discipleship is not biblical he never heard about it and he thought we were going to hell because of you gotta do another podcast but anyway Guess who supported me and took up for me when he was causing division in the church? The guys in your group. The deacons. Mm. Here's why. They'd say, he'd say, yeah, I don't even think he, I don't even think he knows Jesus. And they'd say, no, no I, think, no, I think he does. I pray with him every week. I don't even think he reads his Bible. No, no, we quote scripture every week. You know, I, I don't even know if, you know, he, and, and, and what happened was I didn't have to defend myself. I love the passage in scripture where God takes Moses to the edge of the Red Sea and he says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hmm. I love this. Exodus 18, I think it is. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And basically what he's saying is, I think it's 15, 18. Well, I think what he's saying is this. We'll cross-reference that, but here's what he's showing him. He's saying, Moses, you watch me work. 
you 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 stand back and I'm going to work on your behalf. And so it was the hard labor. Yeah. It was the time and effort of investing in the people of God, in the church of God. And what happened was those people became my biggest support group in the church. And I didn't have to defend myself because they did it for me. Why? Because they knew my heart. Hmm. That's good. And, and I think what, what happens with these pastors that we we know struggle with leadership it may not even be be that they are a bad leader it may not be that they are a weak leader and if you're listening we're definitely not saying that but you do have to make some key decisions on how you're going to lead and, and what you're saying is by discipling those in our within our sphere of influence the people that god's entrusted to us they begin to develop that relationship with you that opens up their heart toward discipleship yeah. if this is not something you can say to the people hey let's think about this or let's go down this road this is something you have to do in your own life life and then emulate it for them before they're going to, to and I'll finish with that you know our small churches see a lot of division and it's amplified because a lot of your people I say this with a lot of humility and respect to you a lot of your people are sitting by idly doing nothing but waiting for Sunday next week because they haven't owned their faith and so what, are the, what do you do when you have nothing to do? You think of things to complain about. When you get your people, watch this, involved in discipling relationships where they're memorizing the word and quoting the word and in the word and sharing their faith and investing in people, they have no time to complain yeah. because they're shepherding and they're doing what God called them to do. And that's why, Chris, discipleship works exponentially greater and faster on a smaller context than a larger context because when you get a few key people to fall in love with Jesus it has a ripple effect through the congregation thank you for joining us for this episode of making disciples with Robbie Gallaty if you don't mind take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast you can find out more about disciple making resources related to disciple making and our customized training on our website at replicate.org